0: Later, Maybe I'll, I'll watch it Barbie you. You tonight. So, mm. There you go. I've got it on my Dodgy Box.
1: Okay, got it. So you already have an illegal copy of it. Okay, got it. You heard it right now. Our favorite One Piece fan is actually a pirate. The Jolly Rod. Where's my Jolly Roger? <clears throat> exactly, exactly. We were talking before how she was drinking out of a uh, Captain Hook teacup,
0: f- uncapped
1: and uncovered. By the way, in front of her computer. So it's today, Parade is cap. really being a pirate
0: as you can see. So anyway, great. look at this great cap I have. I know, I know,
1: Welcome to the When in Doubt Reboot podcast, presented to you by Q Associates, the power of partnership. Get hey everybody, today we have a special interview. Our computer scientist on campus, our CSC. Hello, Kiba. Where'd he go? Hi, Kiba. Hello. Good morning, guys. So Kiva is our computer scientist on campus, the CSC, and today he's on to talk about AI and what and what uh, students are seeing currently on college campuses. So Kiva, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
2: I'm currently a freshman at Brown University studying computer science. The two pathways I want to get into are AI and design and i'm currently on the outreach board of the machine intelligence community and actually next thursday so a week from tomorrow we we have the first workshop of the year and it's one of the hottest new clubs Brown. it debuted last year i can't say for sure because i'm new this year but mm-hmm, what I understand mm-hmm. it. and the turnout was huge for all three workshops last year and most most of the people who attend these workshops who sign up and show interest through the interest forms are not even cs majors it makes it it makes it really interesting to see that, you know, it's not it's not just the demographic of
1: people that's interested in this topic. It really is everybody. Well, we're going to have to bring you back after a few of these uh, meetings to see what uh, the feedback is. What are the feelings around campus regarding AI in general? Is it is it optimistic? Is it pessimistic? Is it sort of wait and see? What is neutral? It, uh, It's honestly a lot of everything. You have a lot of people who
2: are just like, oh, it's the greatest thing ever. I hope it keeps going. It just helps me do my homework. Uh, There are people who are kind of in the middle about it. Someone like myself concerned about the more realistic um, negative impacts it might have. It's ethical dilemmas, taking away jobs, you know, all that stuff. Like the future of what it might mean for different industries Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a big thing that is stressed here at Brown, like there's a AI safety team. From what mm-hmm. I've heard, it's more about like safe practices, ethical practices in AI and just researching that. And uh, from what I from what I know, they're a very um, well-established team. Sounds <laughs>
1: fantastic. Sounds fantastic. Did you see this uh, article I was reading? Apparently, Amazon is now using AI during football games and the Amazon AI, if you could believe this, by analyzing the, I guess, the formation or something like that, discovered who was Going to be blitzing, and they aren't quite sure how the AI figured out who the blitzers were going to be. I didn't know that before, but that's awesome.
2: So, the AI was able to successfully and uniquely predict the play that was going to be made on the field. Mm. Really, really impressive. I'm not surprised. AI models are just getting better and better. And so, they're able to predict real world, real time scenarios like that. I know you, you were probably joking, but AI might replace the role of football coaches in the future. A lot of people do believe stuff like that, but I think one important thing to think about is there's also so many human aspects of the role that AI can't just can't fill in like the meaning of a coach, the relationship you build with that human person who is so many people a father figure and stuff like that.
0: Like just the general, exactly. like Pete Carroll, the general love of of Bill Belichick. Like, that's a really good point. It's human yes. to want to look up to that person. I mean, how would you even, would it a just be like, coach a little, it'd, be kind be, of... it'd be like a little thing you see in Stop and Shop, like going up and down exactly. the sideline? Yeah.
1: If you take a look at something like the U.S. Open, except for the chair umpire, everything has been computerized. So all the that's line been computerized
0: calls are, for years,
1: you mm-hmm. know, that's, uh, that's there. So I had another question for you, uh, since you are of driving age and you know, you're 18, what do, what do, um, people on campus think of AI driven cars or AI assisted driving? That, that is a specific one that I haven't really encountered too
2: much, but in general, I think the biggest brand when people think about that is Tesla, mm-hmm. obviously, And I've spoken to a lot of people who drive Teslas. I haven't specifically asked about whether they like to use the autopilot feature or the AI features or stuff like that. But there is a good amount of people on campus who do drive Teslas.
1: How would you say people of your generation feel about getting into a taxi cab, which may be a driverless taxi
0: cab? What are your thoughts on that? Even Marade, you can, it looks like Marade already has an opinion on it too. So it's just scary. Like, especially, Kiva, I don't know if you've seen like on tiktok or just like in general people get into these ride shares and there's no driver and they'll you know they'll be documented they're like oh this is so nice like duh, duh, duh. and then 20 minutes into the ride it's like the car nearly tried to run over somebody or there's been times where three google self-driving cars were they they were causing like a traffic jam and they're like all trying to like compute moving and they can't like figure it out themselves i don't know i think it's fishy i uh,
2: know i agree i mean also, I've been accustomed to, you know, spending a lot of time in, in New York City, just hailing a cab, you know, what does what, what hailing a robot look like? <laughs> kind of takes the fun, it takes the fun out of the whole thing. But um, no, yeah, I agree. I just, first of all, I don't like the idea of uh, self-driving AI automated cars in general, assuming that there are human drivers on the road. that That's one thing that I don't think people think about. I think the technology is not there yet first of all. But second of all, I don't think you can have both worlds. I don't think you can have AI cars and human Mm. cars on the road. I think it has to be one or the other. I really do. Just human
0: interaction like messes with the AI, but then if you had, I guess it would be so rigid and structured because every robot or every Mm -hmm. algorithm would be in its own kind of like... Exactly. I never thought about it like that. They'd all be interconnected
2: and AI no matter how good they are at processing data, whether even it's in real time you just can't, let's say, like, imagine how good the, the New York AI cars will have to be to have to deal with New York drivers. <laughs> That's like, true. <laughs> there, there is no way they could possibly deal with the human factors.
0: I've seen news reports of, like, AI-driven trucks. An 18-wheeler yeah. being driven by no one? What happens yeah. at that's going barreling down the road? It seems like, so there's, like there's a lot theory, of The AI wouldn't work, be like.
1: speeding, would it? It would be going at the proper speed all the time. <gasps> mm-hmm. But here's the other question, though. What about a case where there is a driver that's going on the right side of a truck? It's a question of there. You have human reaction time. You have AI reaction time. Who's going to react mm-hmm. first? We're assuming it's going to be the AI. But of course, we're also assuming that, you know, how do the AI handle, but let's say, a drunk driver, as it were? And you're very know, right-keeping like- saying that You know, it's either go one way or the other.
0: Would the president get in a self-driving car?
1: It's scary. I mean, you Art,
0: you had mentioned, um, what was it? Deepfakes. You mentioned deepfakes the other day.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, a huge topic of debate or not even debate, but um, discourse in AI right now, and especially on campus, but just right now in general, is anyone with sufficient AI knowledge could create a digital, like, replication of, for example, like, a very important politician like like even even up to the president and have them say in their work in like in their voice everything yeah. like for all intents and purposes it is them speaking and they can have them say any message they want if enough misinformation spreads and like that you know that clip gets out it's just it's a hassle and there's there it is easy especially for like you know people like the president to like identify that okay this is probably not mm-hmm. real but for like who's to say that like some scammer couldn't do that to you and then say, wait, this person exactly. clearly gave me consent to use their I mean, information. Like, and then, but mm-hmm. no, you didn't. But it looks like you did.
1: Are I've heard of cases up- in which they, yeah, I've heard of cases in which people uh, fake other people's voices on phone calls. And that's one way sometimes people have
0: scammed that way. Uh, a fellow that used to live up the street from us when I lived in my hometown, he works for Merck or one of the big, like, companies and somebody made a deep fake video of him. Wow. He had kind of gotten into, like, it wasn't their fault, but they sold their beach house, and the people who were buying it were kind of like, not shady, but it was like, it was just a big mess and i don't know if it was connected to that or if it was just some random crazy person making a deep fake video
1: so one of the reasons why i wanted to create this podcast was to have people of different generations speak on it whether it's ray who's been out of college for a few years or mm-hmm. kiba who's in college right now just to see you know what the opinions of people are what the feeling is of of different people are different generations in this very fast changing world of technology oh yeah for sure
0: kiba i've been i graduated in 2020 we didn't have AI when we were in college, but that was like four, three or four years ago. I'm sure you have seniors in the club that watched it happen. It's just crazy how it just changes. You know, kids are adapting to it, but teachers have yeah. to adapt to it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, how do you even combat that?
2: It's actually interesting you brought that up because I, I actually ran into a, a junior here who went to my high school. So that's how we, oh, nice. we like connect. But um, <laughs> I forget how it got to this conversation, but we actually ended up talking about Chat I think she was asking me, you know, what was new at Dwight Engle and how I think... I think one yeah, of the what happened, was, yeah. What happened? What was what was de's adaptation? And so, obviously, in high school, my high school administration really quickly adapted and accounted for this new technology that yeah. just re- resulted in everyone getting their homework done instantly policies very quickly were erected and i don't i just totally forgot that you know something on a much larger scale must have been happening at colleges which are even more predominant and yeah you know there was an almost instant wave of policies just completely shutting down ai that's the thing like chat gbt was such was such a revolution for everyone i think that's when everyone like it was such a mainstream realization of the whole world yeah. like okay this is what's coming. I mean, this An is, injection this is, of AI. This is amazing. Exact, I, exactly, I, exactly, and like the the initial response of educational institutions, I think, was just to, to say no, not at all, not at all. If we catch you using it, no, horrible. It's all got to go. And then eventually, I feel like once the dust settled, they were like, okay, this is unrealistic. This they is the poke their head
0: back out of their shell.
2: Exactly, and I think now schools are saying, okay, you can use it as a tool, but it still has to be your work. Um, Correct. You can use it to summarize. You can use it to help you outline, to help you you know, think of ideas, but you can't use it to create your own work.
1: Yeah. And think of it with labs and with testing. You can have AI do a lot of iterations a lot faster. So it's doing all the iterations for you, but you're the one who came up with the theory, the observation at the end of the day. You're just using AI to maybe speed up the process a little bit.
0: I have a twin and she went to Ithaca and she said that there were one of her friends, is a, she's a PA now. Physician's assistant, not a production assistant. She was in medical classes in college and she'd see, I mean, this was kind of before the time of AI, but she would see kids cheating in class, in a medical class. I mean, like, it just scares me. What-
1: Unfortunately, that's human nature sometimes,
0: yeah, you know? Absolutely, uh, you, know, getting the, you e- know, taking the easy if way. If you can take like- the
1: easy way. But the one thing I will say this, oftentimes what people think are the easy way or the shortcuts, they aren't shortcuts. They actually end up taking a lot longer time. My big concern with AI, just to bring it back to that, is mm. that it feels like maybe certain shortcuts are being taken, not necessarily by students, sometimes maybe by industry leaders. And I think us uh, right. I don't think it's going to be a, uh, a Terminator-style thing with AI, but certainly I think there are things that we could do to assist AI or to make AI work better as a tool going forward and also to demystify AI as not being mm. this all-powerful, a uh, panacea that's going to solve everyone's problems.
2: Yeah, there's still got to be a human aspect to uh, to any problem solution. I mean, AI can take you so far. It can give you the information you need. It can give you its own opinions, if that's even what you can call it. But at the end of the day, it is you making the decision. And one, one little thing I'll say to your point about people taking shortcuts, I've seen firsthand people in my, for example, my computer science class, obviously, it's it against the policy. And this, and that's another thing. In CS classes, it's stressed immensely. We spent two class periods talking about the AI policies, making it very oh, wow. clear to us. You're not allowed to use AI on any mm. assignments, mm-hmm. any assignments. They're not just AI throwing AI. the
0: manual at you and saying, like, read it. Exactly, They're actually no. thoroughly yeah. making sure that you understand it. That's great. Exactly. And I've seen people not <laughs> adhere to these policies. So they just, CS. they try to buy, it's like, it's like the shortcut. It's like taking the easy way out. And do they yeah. get found out? And
2: so far, no one's gotten found out, to my knowledge. But my, my point was, I've seen many people use ChatGBT and ace their assignments. But then when mm-hmm. a test comes around, you're not pulling out ChatGBT in front of the professor. You're not saying like, okay, wait one sec. Let me just pull it out to to solve this code for me. If you don't know how to do it yourself, what are you going to do? That's something that people don't realize. And I don't think they appreciate that. I back think enough. I was
0: just, I was going to ask if you know, like, by the sounds of it, they're making the ChatGBT do the whole assignment rather than like, oh, they're stuck on one thing. Let me just see if I can, chat GBT might be able to, because I know it's good for that, but doing the whole thing, I mean, that's crazy. I just got to oh, say, yeah. I'm happy I'm out of college and and I didn't have AI. I would have been one of these examples that you're talking about. I'm happy I'm out <laughs> of got it. Got to the finals. It's yeah, anyway, it's, it's
1: tempting to use. I mean, like with any tool, you know, it's so tempting to use. Yeah. You know? um, The thing that Kiba can also speak to is he's actually designed a little bit of, has some design work in AI. So one of the things that people don't always realize is that yes, AI exists, but AI doesn't exist without a human being behind the scenes. And one of the big things about it is, is I know we've talked sometimes about garbage in and garbage out. The whole concept is, is that the AI is only going to be as good as the person or the people that have designed it and, and what they've done with it. I know, Kiba, you can certainly speak to that because you've done some small projects with AI as well.
2: No, that's absolutely true.
1: AI doesn't exist
2: without humanity mm. some people believe that it's the next step in, you know like evolution and well that's up to your own uh, inference but no yeah ai is really as on- only as good as the person who created it or the people who are maintaining it it does have to be maintained as well i think there's this notion that like ai can just be self-sustaining forever and then that's how this whole apocalypse style thing will come about oh because it but like
0: learns from itself and becomes sentient it,
2: Exactly. AI, theoretically, it does learn. From it's itself, learning. Yeah. And, and yeah, it, it
1: it does. For lack of a better word, it does evolve in a way. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Think about it this way, the over reliance on AI that people may be thinking about. It's not necessarily the, the be all and end all. Again, I don't think it's a panacea because at the end of the thing, you could have AI running, you know, all these different systems and everything's doing great and human beings are relying on it. Well, what happens when there's a blackout? What happens when the power goes down? And that's something yeah. that I think they it's never made it. in these debates is saying, you know what? If AI got to be too crazy, you could just shut the power off. Uh, during Superstorm Sandy, mm-hmm. I lived in Jersey City, downtown Jersey City at the time. Damn. And there were people literally queuing up at the target, which had uh, power generators plugged into it just to get power to their devices. Mm-hmm. And that was if they could get internet connection, which you may or may not have been able to get at that time. So we talk about, you know, we still haven't secured the grid and we still haven't secured power or energy. And that seems to be one of the things that we, Seem to be taking for granted at the time, thinking, "Oh, AI can solve this problem." But if there's no power, how can AI help us solve the problem? So it's a it's a bit of a paradox, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's
2: a very interesting and valid point to bring up. I mean, for, uh, from from what I've heard and learned so far, I, I don't know how AI could exist anywhere else than the grid. And if once you take away the grid, there is no longer the AI. Um,
0: Solar powered yeah. AI. It's just like a robot walking around with a <laughs> solar panel on its head. What it happens to the sun? What happens when the sun goes out? Exactly. I had the thought humans are like AI. We have to sleep. I mean, some people don't sleep, but we still need to charge. We need it's the true. sun. Although but some like-
1: people have tried to deny eating the sun since the pandemic, just staying inside all the time, you know, wearing their hoodies, being in front of video games. You no, know, I'm kidding.
0: Hey, um, I mean, that would be me, but...
1: Yeah, me? Like
0: office camera, office. <laughs> I'm camera talking with glance. two of them.
1: No, anyway, <laughs> I've been inside more than I'd like to say myself too. So I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to die. I need to get out in the sun some bit too. I need to get some vitamin D. We're going to wrap it up
0: with, we're going to try and do a, a long-standing. This is what they call guests. the AP we'll test them.
1: as it were, because the AP, we'll I call hope, this the AP so.
0: test. Art Pugash, yeah. it's not a test. <laughs> um, but what three devices would you bring on an island if you were stranded? But they can't get you Ooh. off the desert island, that's the key thing. So just keep you entertained.
2: Hmm. Uh a radiophone. A radio like wait, what's a radio they, phone? You know have you ever watched World War Z? I might I might be using the Yes, is word. that the
0: one where it's got the big antenna?
2: Exactly. And okay, he's like, well, the that's call smart. From like the middle of the ocean. I'm
1: mm-hmm. assuming
2: that would allow me to communicate. Okay. Um this, wait, that's a great question. Provided I mean, there's just, someone
1: else on the other line at yeah, the other end of the line, but yeah. Oh, screw. <laughs> yeah. I guess a water like filter? okay, yeah, water filtration system. That's oh, I didn't cool.
0: think about yeah. that.
1: No, but yeah, radio phone
2: water filter. Uh, what's that? I now now I need some entertainment.
0: There's no apps on your radio phone.
2: and yeah, so. mm-hmm. a, a Nintendo Switch maybe.
0: Her, okay, yeah, That's yeah. easy. There you go, you can Marie's a, a Switch player as
1: well, so. I've
0: got, yeah. mine's in the other room, yeah. Or a record, a record player, a record player. And like, yeah, let those cats cook record. on the island. Oh my God, yeah. get jazzy with it. Perfect.
1: So yes, you're now part of the, you're now an honorary member of the Reno Donovan, aka the Mod Squad. So Amazing. thank you very much Thanks to for joining. our computer scientist uh, on campus for CSC, yeah. Kiva. <laughs> thank you for having me.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for Thanks being a guest.
1: Being a excellent guest. I'm Moreno O'Donovan. And I'm Art Pugach.
0: Thank, Thank you for guys. listening to
1: the WIDR podcast.
0: If you like this podcast, make sure to give us five stars, leave us a review, and share it with your friends and family.
1: Follow Q on socials, which are linked in the description below. And if you have any topic suggestions, questions, or comments, leave them in the Q&A below. You've been listening to the When in Doubt Reboot podcast, brought to you by Q Associates, the power of Partnership.